following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Featuring Coach Kurtz. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. My bad, my bad. I don't mean to say featuring Coach Kurtz because we have changed the name. We are back and better than ever. The new name is Welcome to the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz. My man is a is a staple. He belongs here. Um, so we're back here in the juke for another show. Um, trying to bring you the best that you can for your ride home, uh, ride to work, morning, night. Uh, on the weekend while you grill out on the uh, on the grill trying to bring you the best we can bring you we have a special guest with us this week uh, coach Daryl Jarvis formerly of C.A. Johnson now new uh, head coach over at West Florence High School um, and in all actuality uh, we actually had about another 40 minutes of this show uh, but due to technical difficulties we weren't able to get it put down so we're gonna pick up the show uh, a little bit later on and uh enjoy the show Staley, i think you're an unbelievable basketball coach and one of the best that i've ever been around and if life was fair you'd be coaching in the nba but <laughs> you're not and uh and I, I see what you're saying where um where at some point in your life, you need to understand that everything doesn't always, uh, you can't just take your ball and go home if things don't work out. So I see your point. I see both benefits for sure. I mean, um, as far as it being an all-star game, it's just, it's another chance when most college football programs and college football coaches are, uh, have a little bit more freedom where their season is either over or they're in bowl season, so they have a little bit more free time. So potentially they can get out and watch those kids one last chance in person before potentially making an offer on them. Um, so I mean, I see both. I see, I see, uh, I see your point. I see it as a benefit by offering this, but I also see where is it really teaching the kids uh, true life lessons where everything doesn't always uh, happen in your favor. Even if you deserve it, a lot of times you're not going to get it. So I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, 
it's a positive entity. It's a movement to try to help kids like you guys both said. But I don't mind being I don't want to say the bad guy, but I don't mind playing the devil's advocate and asking from the other side because there's always two or three sides to a story. Coach E, am I just completely wrong, man? Help me out here. No, nah, I think I think what you're saying is it has validity. I think that you're like, I'm going to be honest, I did not see it from that side of the aisle. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really didn't think about it. And I, and I don't think you're saying devil's advocate. I, I just kind of feel like I think that it. Geez, that's a tough one, Josh, because I, I, I see it, what you're saying, but. And then it's almost like, like you said, Micah. You know, I could just take my ball and go home. Shoot, if that's the case, hell, shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a all star tournament for the kids in the PD next week. You know, at the end of the basketball season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what? Where, where does it stop? I guess you know, because, because, like you really made a point there. It goes back to one of the first few shows we we did. Does everybody get a trophy now? Kids getting snubbed is is that right? No, I, I, I don't think so. Um, I I do believe that you're right. I, I, that that there's always going to be somebody left out. So, and and to be completely honest, I'm gonna take it. I and, and, and how much I agree with you, Josh. To be honest, that's the reason. That's that's sort of the, that mentality is sort of the same reason why we got 100 AAU teams in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, my son's not playing, so I'm gonna take him over there. So I could see it that way. I, I, I can I, I can really I, I can see I can see what you're saying. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the biggest, I think the biggest thing for sure is the the All Star selection for the for the North South and the Shrine Bowl that that needs to be re reevaluated. Amen. Hey, it's flawed. It's flawed. It's flawed, Micah. It's flawed. Sure. I agree. I agree. And that's and that's what I was asking, man. Because it's it's. You know, like I said, it's tough. Do I want every kid to get maximum exposure and get the opportunity that they want? Yes, I do. But that's also not the real world. You know, it's 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 and and I know as we talked about this on other shows, we want to protect our kids. We want to make sure they get what they deserve. Well, I'm in my I I am in my most dreaded part of the season. And Coach English, you can can relate to this is making cuts. I never enjoy tryouts. I never skip to my loo and like, whoa, I'm excited about tryouts. I hate tryouts because you have to cut kids and there's no joy and there's no pleasure. And if you and if you're blessed to have any type of a decent program, you're going to cut some kids that aren't bad basketball players. And it hurts. It hurts you. It hurts the kid. Obviously, it hurts the kids more. Because you got to do what's best for the program. And, you know, parents want to know why and they got questions. But it's never anything personal. It's just like I've been cut before. I've been told no multiple times. But all you can do is get back up, keep making your product as good as you possibly can make it, and keep moving forward after rejection. I've been rejected, but the rejection isn't what defines you. It's how you react. It's your response. So I'm sorry, but look, I know we need to get into our topic. We got a great topic from one of our um, listeners. Coach, um, Coach E, give us the topic. Let's get into this so we can um, keep the, keep this program media and get no fat. 
No fat, right? No fat. We're going to keep All right. So the topic of today is measuring a coach's and or program success or progress. Um, what's responsible? What's fair? Who's standard? Who's measuring? Is it always fair how this impacts the hiring and firing? So, Josh, we'll start with you. Like, how 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 do you feel? You know, what is your measure of a program's success? Man, so it's so many measuring sticks now. Well, not even now. It's just period. Um, it's, it's, it's a ton of things that measures um, a successful program and then a program's progress. Um, progress and success are connected, but at in the same time, they are also um, not connected. Okay. And this is what I mean. I know that sounds crazy, but this is what I mean. Um, success. Like most people might say a successful year uh, at the high school level. Oh, you won your region. You made your playoffs and um, you had a good year. Okay. But progress is growth, constantly moving forward. Well, ultimately we know we can't win every game that we coach in. If you feel that way, you know, it's, it's, it's just not true. It's, it's just difficult, especially, especially in team sports. It's just difficult to win every, every game. So in order to like really measure someone's success um, in, in, in their progress, you have to be able to look at both. Um, what, First, it starts with like the resources, what someone actually has. Like some people can have like the most talent in the world and some might think they underachieved. And then some might not have the talent and they can have a very successful year in the sense where people think they overachieved. So it all comes down to the actual resources, um, what you're able to get out of out of those resources and the numbers, because at the end of the day, we, we coach and it comes down to numbers. And are you constantly are you are you eventually sustaining a certain level year in and year out? That ultimately is the ultimate measure of a, of a very successful program when you are able to sustain a high level of success year in and year out. And then you look at the progress within the program at the high school level, are your guys getting good um, standardized test scores? Are they graduating from high school? Are they going to college? Are they, um, are they um, going to college on academic and athletic um, um, opportunities? You know, are they eligible coming out of high school? So it's several things that, that determine progress. So you can't really put your finger on, on one or two things but then the only and, and then it goes right back to the shallow element of sports, which is wins and losses. Because see, the outside and the people that hire and fire, they talk a good game. But ultimately, you have to be able to sustain success at a, at a satisfying level to your hires in the communities that you work for, or even in the end at, at the professional level, um, you have, you have to get wins. You have to get wins. And as much as I, I, uh, um, 
appreciate and value all of the other things that comes with progress and success. Wins and losses are the are are basically the only thing that really sits in the reflection of how you're doing and how you've progressed. I know that that sounds terrible. That's just how it is. So it's just it's this is a great topic, but it's it's very like it's 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 a it's a tough talk because you know hey you could talk about all the other things great relationships kids graduating kids going to school on on scholarships but if you're losing every year eventually you're going to lose your job so as much as all those other things are great it really comes down to um the wins and losses i'm sorry for being long on that but that's I had to really reel it back in after going all the way out around to show it's beautiful things in, in coaching but that's just how it is. Um, Coach Curse, what's your thoughts? No, I think I think you made a ton of great points and um and it's uh me being we and we've touched on this in other shows, like me being a strength coach, um, it goes even even deeper. Whereas I, I, I relate it to I relate me my like I, I I agree one hundred percent with what you said, but it's it's a little bit easier where you shouldn't be only you being the head basketball coach you should not be only evaluated on wins and losses, but it's a little bit easier to evaluate you being the head coach of the basketball team to evaluate you on your wins and losses as a as a thermometer on how well you're doing as a program as a strength coach. You're behind the scenes, and there's so many factors that can go into if your athletes are successful or not, and it shows up in the win-loss column. And it, and it's the same for a high school teacher with with uh, standardized test scores. And basically, coaches, strength coaches, teachers, we are in a process-based profession but we're evaluated out of an outcome-based system. So we're, we're, our profession is about the process. It's a process-based. There's no immediate results. But we're evaluated on our outcome, which really does not make any sense. So if you relate that to a teacher, a teacher who teaches high achieving IB AP honors kids and their kids are scoring very well on standardized tests. Is that teacher doing better than kids that are low achieving students that have maybe have improved incrementally better than those high achieving students? No, but if you're evaluating them from an outcome-based system on how well they score, or if you're evaluating a basketball coach on his win-loss uh, record, then it doesn't make sense. Um, and even an example for me in my new position, our football team, I've been here now, started June 1st. So what is, I just finished my fifth month here. Our football team is nine and zero. We have not lo- we 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 have the closest game we've has been. I think it was thirty five to seven. 
Like we've dominated starting the playoffs this week. We've been dominant. I've only been with these kids for five months. We know as coaches, we uh, we know as strength coaches, there's not I, – I didn't make these kids stud athletes in five months. They had great training before I came here. They've been working hard. Those seniors have been working hard for the last four or five years. So it's a – it has been a process for those kids, and, and, and the results are showing now this year. It's not just because I showed up and all of a sudden they're that much better. And so I can sit here and say, oh, yeah, we're here now. I'm here now and we're, we're undefeated and we're, we're, we're rolling. But the true, the true thing is, no, they've been grinding for the past four years. And also going the other way, if you showed up, if I showed up at a team that went 0-10 the previous year and we were – 0-10 this year, I wouldn't say I'm doing a bad job. I would say this is a process, and it's going to take a year, two, three years for the for, for it to show that we're making improvements. So that's my big thing, and you alluded to it, Coach, is where we're, we're, in a, we're evaluated by our outcomes, and coaching, teaching is process-based. And then the last thing – um, I mean, I think, I mean, how are, who are we evaluated? By? We're evaluated by our athletic directors. Um, I've have not really met an athletic director that has a rubric or an evaluation scale for how I'm doing. And so the majority of athletic directors have, they've been former coaches before have a lot of have, have, does it matter does that mean they've been just because they were a former football coach does that does that give them the experience and the criteria necessary to evaluate you coach Daly and how you're doing as a basketball coach those are two completely different X's and O's in dynamics and sports and then then relaying it to my profession um Everybody has worked out before. That does not qualify you to be a qualified strength and conditioning coach. And so I've really never met really an athletic director that can really explain to me the difference between two different strength coaches with with much competence. I mean, they think, oh, well, you're just a weights coach and your job is to get them bigger, faster, stronger. There's a lot more that goes into it. And so – until we come up with a true rubric and objective evaluation for each sport coach and each strength coach that really specifies and quantifies how each coach is doing from a variety of factors, I think it's tough to evaluate them on just wins and losses. And it goes into so many other factors. and. Um, yeah, and so just to go back to my four, first point, teaching, coaching, it's process-based. It's not outcome-based. And you can be a really, really good coach, and it might not show up in your win-loss coach record. You can be a really bad coach, and you can still win win a lot of games. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you made a, a powerful point. I like the point that you made about that 
you know, teaching and coaching is about process and, you know, but we're, we're being graded on, on, on out on outcome. So that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, um, coach E or you coach Jarvis can go first. Coach Jarvis, what's, what's, what's your, what's your position, man? Where, where, where do you stand on this topic? Everybody's made great points. Um, I, have, I have a different of opinion about what for what we do in high school. Um, I, I really feel like we should be measured on how well we are preparing our kids for life. What are they doing post-graduation? And it doesn't always have to mean they go to college. Are we preparing them for military? Are we preparing them for trade? Are we preparing them to be good fathers? Because we don't get paid we, we get treated like college coaches, but we don't get college coach checks. And just like you all say, you know, you based off performance, win, losses, all of those things. But we all know, depending on where you are, some of those things just aren't there for you to be that successful. Um, I've, I've kind of been fortunate to be on two different sides from being at C.A. Johnson and to where I am now. Uh, you know, being at C.A. Johnson, you didn't have a whole lot of expectation. So the expectation was to, you know, make sure these young men, you know, be productive citizens, make sure they stay out of trouble, make sure they graduate from high school. And where the expectation where I am now is a little bit different where, yeah, we want you to do those things, but, you know, we want to be competitive. We want to win. We want to get these things. So uh, it, and, and Micah, you did to hit coach Kurtz, uh, you know, it's gotta be some type of rubric or something where, Hey, we're going to identify your success based off X, Y, Z, and this is what it is. But for being in high school, it's kind of hard to say that because we don't, every, every school doesn't have the same resources. I'm at a five, a school and I've got one gym and I've barely been in the gym, you know, hardly at all. And that's to nobody's fault. It's just part of the resources, part of the program. So, and, and now, and now am I going to get evaluated because I don't go out and I don't get to the second, third round of state championship. And I've, I've barely been in the gym and we in the first week of practice, you know? So I just really feel like if, if coaches can, if a good AD can see a coach and say, hey, he's taking care of these guys, he's making sure, because when you take care of those little intangibles, all the rest of that stuff take care of itself. If you make sure they're good athletes, make sure they're good in that classroom, make sure they're respectable at home, because we know we have athletes, sometimes we have to help out at the house and how to be young men. I think if a good AD can understand that and see that, I think maybe we could kind of come to some type of common ground along with those assessments, along with uh, certain wins and losses, you know, but it, each, each situation, each school, everything is, is just so unique to its own. It's, it's very hard to say, okay, we've got this one sheet and this is what we're going to go by. And that's going to count for everybody in the state or everybody in the district. It's just really hard to do. So I think if you just take care of your athletes and you treat them with respect, you, you make sure you, you teach them all these life skills and, and be valuable, uh, you know, in their life and, and do those things, I think that's what we should be measured on. And oftentimes we get caught up in the wins and losses. And, you know, we know there are schools out there that if, if you don't go to the state championship every year, they're changing coaches. And I just think for what we do, for the little amount of money we do it for, I think that's a very unreasonable expectation. I, I, yeah. I think that's unbelievable points right there, Coach Zagos, 100%. And it's – and. There's way too many high school coaches. I mean, coaches at every level. Uh, I can see it at the professional level. Your job is to win, win, win games. But 
right. at the college level and especially at the high school level. Our job is to make people make people better people, make young people better people. And we've talked about it on plenty of shows before about what's going on at the college level and how bad people keep getting jobs. And just because they keep getting jobs because they win some games. But everywhere they go, they blow up the program. They get into personal problems. They're, they're, their players, I'm sure, are not learning anything from it. And to go off of that, um, I was just reading before this afternoon about all the 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 pullback that's been that they talked about where Maryland re hired their their football coach back last last night, and. Uh, and then, obviously, with all that backlash today, they ended up letting him go again. But anyways, from when they had the news conference last night, all the bosses talked about was or and and pointing to former to former and current players that played under Coach Durkin saying, "Hey, I've talked to my friends at other programs, and they don't treat us much worse than they." They don't treat us much worse than here here than they do at other programs. At other programs, their coaches mf them up and down and demean them and talk bad about them. That's just the way it is with college football. No, that should not just be the way it is. I don't care if they're doing it at other programs. That's not what a that's not what a coach should be about. Is mfing kids up and down to try and make them quote unquote tougher. Your job as a coach is to make people better people and make them be great people in society when they through sports. Sports is designed to make people learn life lessons and lifelong characteristics that can make them better brothers, better sisters, better husbands, better wives, better people in society. Your job is not to MF them up and down because you think that's making them tougher when even at high-level college football, high-level college athletics, 90% of those kids are not going to pro play at the pro level. So your job needs to be to prepare them for society. So um, I think, Coach Jarvis, you made an unbelievable point. 100% that should be our job at the high school level, and I truly think it should be at, at every level. And I think at every level, high school, college, and pro, the majority of the – Long-time successful coaches are also great people. And it doesn't – there's been a lot of college coaches that have done a lot of shady stuff, and sooner or later, it's go, it doesn't matter how many games you've won, it's going to come out. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many games you've won. It's about how many lives you've affected positively or negative, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Coach E, where you at, brother? Well, I think a, a lot of it, a lot of it for me is um, a situation where we, it, it, just like Jarvis said, you know, are we preparing? I think the measurement of success is are we preparing um, our kids for life after us? You know, are they going to be successful young men? Are they going to be successful young women? Are they going to contribute? to society i think that's more so why i go out of my way to um make sure that we 
make sure that my team does a lot of community service. Um, and I think, and, you know, I, you know, like we got the Thanksgiving Day thing coming up um, on Thanksgiving Day where that we started last year, where we op- we, we, we set up the arena um, like a little restaurant. We set up the arena lobby like a restaurant. We put a bunch of tables out there and we go and get homeless and, and, and uh, 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 people who are less fortunate than us. And the boys, you know, they feed them. Um, we, we get faculty and staff to donate food. Uh, our baseball coach, Coach Ganey, comes out and he brings out his grill and um, I fry a couple turkeys and, you know, we feed as many people as possible. And we have the kids get out there in the community and deliver plates. And I, I think for, I want them, my thing is I want them to remember those moments because, you know, wins and losses come and go. Uh, and I mean, Josh and Jarvis and, and Micah, you know this, you know, we're going to be doing this for a long time but the impact comes the wins and losses for me come when my kids are successful past high school um pat you know they go to off to college and josh we've had some of your former players come on the show um i've had former players contact me and man coach i appreciate it um you know, Jarvis, I know you've had the same thing. Um, you've had players come and, and just say, yo, thanks, man. And, you know, I appreciate everything you did for me, coach. And I think that's where the that that determines success. Um, I remember a conversation. I had two conversations when I got the head coaching job at Denmark. One conversation was Josh telling me not to te- not to take the job. because he didn't he didn't want me to leave um but then he called me back like it must have been josh what was it a couple of hours after you had that initial call no it might have been a couple of hours yeah yeah a couple of hours and josh was like man you got to do what you got to do for you and your family so go ahead and take the job and i did and and i spoke to my mentor coach tim gates and uh he said, well, I heard you got the job. And I said, yeah, that, you know, I did. And he said, well, you know what your first job is? And I was like, no. <laughs> I said, yeah, I got to win games. You know, I got to win games. That's what I got to do. That's my first job. He said, no. And he said, no, your first job is to make sure that you create young, positive, positive young men. He was like, that's your first job. He said, your second job is to try to make sure that they're set up for life after basketball after high school and he said if you do those two things winning will just happen he said winning will happen for you because you'll have kids that are willing to kill themselves on the court for you um so i think that although we are definitely um i think uh uh josh you and micah said is we we are we are judged on our progress and i think that's partially true but as teachers as a teacher of a um eoc class i i'm not judged by progress <laughs> i'm judged by how many kids are going to pass that eoc on the first try you know you know i'm i'm judged by the results and i think um along the way benchmarks that yeah they say okay you're on the right track um your kids are improving there's growth you know what's the target growth but at the end of the day <clears throat> the target growth means nothing if the kids aren't passing the test and you know, is it fair? You know, you look at Hugh Jackson in in, uh, in Cleveland. I mean, he just got fired, you know, and there, there can be a debate whether it was his fault or not. 
you know, that he should be fired or, or not, or, or is it the organization or is it him? You know, you have, you know, you have high schools and you have colleges that just can't seem to hire the right person or can't seem to win. But who makes that judgment? It's almost like the powers that be. So as a coach, do you do things with your own measurement of success or do you worry about what others measurement of success for you is I, I i think it's almost like you know what came first the chicken or the egg you know you, you you i don't know if there's a real answer to the question it's just a matter of you go out here and you do what you think is right if you're going to go out you go out on on your own too um doing what you think is right um josh you make a statement and i've said it on the show a million times a great program it never graduates it never transfers and i think that you have done a great job Jarvis I mean shoot me and you have dealt with some of the same kids trying to save their lives you know and, yes, <laughs> and still failed you know what I mean and and, yeah. and and I wouldn't call it I wouldn't say failure because at the end of the day kids you know they have to make their own decisions in life but you almost look at it and go damn maybe maybe if I would have done this or maybe if I would have done that maybe I could have helped this kid be successful but you know that's right at the end of the day is it really your fault so i think this is a great question from our listening audience um because there's so many different ways that 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 this can be taken josh what you got i mean it's just like you said it's it's a very it's almost a difficult topic to talk about because when you're talking about what measures success the higher the levels you go the more number based it is you know um at the pro level, it's, it's numbers. It's numbers. At the college level, it's related. It's 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 moral. It's it's morality. It's morals involved, but it's still numbers. Because um, is is Coach K considered the great coach that he is if he doesn't become one of the all-time winningest coaches in college basketball? Is Jim Beheim still at Syracuse if he doesn't have? all of the all of the W's that he has um, at the high school level. I've seen great high character guys that ride for kids, that look out for kids, that develop them as young men, develop them as young women, lose their jobs because they weren't winning. So it's so tough because like Coach Kurt said, it is a process based profession like we have to get kids we have to build kids up to that eoc you was talking about coach english we have to build them up to it and all the kids don't start the race in the same starting blocks and and the test doesn't care about that the test doesn't say well because you started at a level three you don't have to take the test the same time the level eight kids take it we're going to give you five extra weeks to catch up because you're five levels behind. So it numbers play such a heavy role in, 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 and we all made some tremendous points, but this is the part of the profession where you have to find that process within, I call it, I call it teaching from the bottom up, but you got to find that level where you can get, the, the 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 laggers to catch up with the aheaders. I know the aheaders isn't a word, but the people that are ahead, 
Definitely. Wow. Wow. At the same time, while at the same time, you're trying to get the laggers to catch up. You can't hold the headers back while you're trying to get the laggers to catch up. So it's such a science and an art to our profession. So you have to create a process that produces numbers. So if I could, maybe that's what it is. If I could summarize this thing, that's what you have to do. That's the tough part about coaching because it is competition. But and it, and it, and, it, and, it, and I think that relates to um what Coach Kurtz does too, what Micah does too, with his thing. Your process has to produce numbers, and they have to be the numbers that on the are that are that are on the correct side of the fence. And when your process does that, when your process does that, if given at a correct time, people will be able to evaluate you and see that not only are you having success, but you're also progressing. So your process has to produce numbers. So whatever you do to get to the point where you need to be has to be able to have production, like making sure your 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 athletes graduate, making sure they have a life after after whatever sport they're playing after they graduate from high school. And 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 all of that has to be developed, but it is such a village-based element that one coach can't do it. And that's where if you're at the high school level and even the college level, the whole entity has to feed off and support each other consistently. Um, and, and yeah, we know when your process produces really good numbers on the winning side, you have a lot more rope than the people that aren't producing as much winning, um, as much winning i.e. Urban Meyer. If Urban Meyer was any other coach that was mediocre or less, he's already fired. So it's it's a it's just tough. But if I gotta summarize it, that's what I got. Your process, whatever your process is, it has to produce numbers. And we're not just talking about wins and losses, even though it does come to that, but it has to produce productive numbers. And eventually your evaluations will be more transparent because people can actually see what you're doing, get to that point, and your numbers are productive. Um, am I crazy here? Y'all help me out. Coach Kurtz, help me out here. No, I'm 100%. Yeah, we talk about 100%. Our job as coaches is to produce young men and women of character and give them skills to be great people when they leave our programs but also one of our jobs is to win win games and it, you you can be i've also a go again going against what i said where uh there's a lot of coaches that are not good people that are in positions uh just because they win or lose games i've also been around some unbelievable people that just couldn't didn't understand how to put together a program and win games. They were great people, and their number one goal was to make their their athletes better people, but they they couldn't put a quality product on the field because they didn't understand organization or, or, or management as far as their overall program. So like you said, Coach Daly, 
there's many, many factors. And yes, our number one goal, especially as high school coaches, is to develop young men and women of character. But we also have to put a quality product out there and have put a competitive team out there and win games. And if 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 you can't do one or the other, then schools need to need to look at at, at, at replacing you. But to go back to a lot of our points and one of my points was, I think administration, ads or whoever is directly in charge of of each position, each sport or each coach, they need to. There definitely needs to be more of a system systematic rubric evaluation process. Um, whereas most places really only evaluate you on your wins and losses. And like we've talked about just now, a lot more goes into running a successful program. And you shouldn't keep your job just because you're winning if you're not doing a good job in other aspects. And you shouldn't immediately lose your job just because you're not winning if you got that program trending in the right direction. And and so I just think and there's a lot of great athletic directors out there. My athletic director, Coach Doss, is an unbelievable athletic director, and he's doing an unbelievable job. Um, and there's a lot of great athletic directors that do a great job of looking at their coaches holistically. But I think there's many, many, many high school uh, or overall athletic directors that don't really look at their coaches from a holistic perspective. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what I think it boils down to, man. It's like I said, it got to be productive numbers. And your numbers got to be productive on and off the field of play. So it's 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 tough, Coach Jarvis. You got any more thoughts for us, brother? Well, I just like what what Coach Shelley said. You know, whatever your process is, it's got to come to some results. So, you know, hopefully, if we're all building good character, we're making sure they're doing those things. And and as uh, Coach English touched on, what Coach Gates told him, if you take care of all of that, those kids will do certain things for you to get those numbers. Um, so I, I really like how you put that. Um, you know, whatever your process is, it has to come to some type of results in number wise, regardless of what level you're on. Good deal, good deal. I appreciate that, Coach. That means a lot coming from you. Coach E, man, what, what we got next, brother? All right, we're going to take a few moments, Jarvis, and uh, we're going to gonna ask you some questions about your new home over there with the West Florence Knights. Uh, um, you've ventured over there after some time off uh, from the uh, coaching. Well, I wouldn't say you, you, you didn't take time off. You were doing some other things. Uh, uh, what did you do in your – we're going to start there. Like, What did you do in your time away from high school, uh, uh, from actually being at C.A. Johnson or coaching in the uh, high school, uh, the ACSL? Well, besides spending a little bit more time with my, my family and my daughters, um, I ended up starting a semi-pro league here in Columbia. Um, we have four teams um, that I run with a buddy of mine who was actually assistant coach with me at C.A. Johnson. Just, you know, to stay around the game and, and kind of help this this mid mid-age group from the 20 to 30 group, you know, who want to continue to play and maybe get exposed and have other opportunities. So we started that and we're going into our second year. So it's been pretty fun. Okay. 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 So you're in a new home. Um, uh, what is it? 
uh like how has it been uh, uh how you've been received and how's it been being at at at, at west florence um i love it um i've the reception has been great. Uh, the principal that from the AD, from the superintendent, they've, they've all, you know, been talking to me and just, you know, glad to have me down there. Um, I, I haven't had to ask for much. They pretty much say, hey, coach, this is what you want. This is what we're going to get um, from the players, you know, early in the summertime. They make sure I got in the gym. Uh, we had admin. They were going to get kids to let them know that, hey, we got a coach here and we're ready to get started. It's, it's just been all love, man. And Everybody's on the same page, you know, and Micah mentioned earlier when we talk about administrators, man, the whole administrative staff has had some type of coaching knowledge or they've been a coach or they've been a player in athletics. So that kind of helps you out a little bit. They kind of understand the things that you need as a coach and, and what you need in your system and your program. So it's just been a warm welcome, man. And I I'm so excited to, to be here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, how about uh, talk about some of your guys, man. Talk about uh, some of the players that you think are going to be difference makers for you this year. Well, uh, right off the bat, Xavier uh, Nero, left-handed kid. Uh, he's a senior, uh, about 6'1". Um, we, we did a lot of strength training, so he's getting up off the floor with a little bounce now. Um, we working, you know, working on that offhand a little bit, but he can stroke it. Um, he, he attacks the back it pretty decently. We have um, Darion Lloyd, who came off a foot fracture from last season, and man, he's got his springs back. He is, he can shoot it, pull up. Um, again, he's another guy that can play above the rim. Good defender. Um, and, and the thing I like about all, all, all these guys and another guy, Gerard Willen, man, is they're great students in the, in the classroom as well. Um, so when we, when we got in this summer, you know, they all picked it up, picked the system up, you know, high IQ. So, you know, we were ready to really get at it. And Gerard, I really like because he didn't get a lot of playing time. But just from a natural point guard's perspective, he's not a, a big scorer, but he scores, you know, when he's got the open shot. He can, you know, direct traffic. He knows the flow of the game, slow down, pick up. And, and actually, I think, Coach Ingers, me and you talked a little bit about before you've had a chance to coach him in several camps. So, you know, you, you've seen that he's, he's just a good kid, man, good head on his shoulders. And then we got a surprise. You know, sometimes as coaches, we get a gift. And I got a gift, fellas, from South Dakota. Uh, named Darius Dawson. He's about 6'5". He's probably about 200, 205, and can jump out of the gym, can shoot it. Uh, he does. He's one of those kids where he's he's so big and athletic. He doesn't know how good he's gonna be yet. So I'm I'm really excited to see how that's gonna turn out. But man, he's he's gonna be a difference maker for us this year. You know, those are those four guys are, are gonna make us go. Coach Dino, that sounds that's that sounds very exciting, Coach. That sounds very exciting, Coach. Man, it ain't it's nothing like having that support system at your school and they them giving you the resources that you need to be successful. That's that's awesome, coach. That's awesome, coach. Happy for you, man. Happy for you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely, man. man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. One last question. Um. Uh. What do you feel? How do you feel about the region? I know you're new to the region, but you know maybe talk about some of the teams in the region and and what you might have seen because I'm pretty sure you might have some access to some film and you might know some guys that's returning. I know the region's changed a little bit. I know our Sumter's out, but you got in uh, St. James and Socrates. St. James, Socrates, South Florence. 
Conway. Yeah, Conway, South Florence. Um, uh, I can't remember the other two, but but I know right now uh, on our radar is Sarkisty and Conway because you know you got those guys, foot big football players, and half the team plays footballs, so and they're going to be real big, real real physical. Uh, they, Conway's got this big six four defense, like one of the top defensive linemen in the state that also plays basketball. Uh, I think they call him Tutu or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he's he's going to be good. He's going to make Conway run, man. But without Sumter being in the region, we kind of gives us a, a shot. You know, Carolina Forest, they'll be you know pretty good. South Florence has lost some, um, but they're usually a pretty scrappy team. They slow things down. They play a lot of zone. But, I mean, I, I think we really got a chance to come in with the talent we have, the, the seniors coming back. I think we got a chance to compete for the region championship this year. Man, that's 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 dope, man. I'm I'm just I'm happy to see you back on the sideline, man. I I, I can't wait to see that animated uh uh, uh person <laughs> <laughs> that that I had so many battles with in one A. So, um, and yes, and, and just to say, just to say, tell a little story real quick. I'm still waiting on my ring, Jarvis. I just want to say. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my ring. For those of y'all who don't know, uh, Jarvis, uh, uh, his state championship, we spoke on the phone for like three hours um, talking about Well Branch. And uh, I'm still waiting on my ring. But it's okay. I know it's coming. I'll, I'll be watching Brett, the mail. Brett, I got you. I got you. I well, Coach Jarvis, Coach Jarvis, if you don't get him a ring, um, Coach English will take um, in it take it in the form of a pair of um active reaction khakis because he likes to work out and demonstrate his khakis. So if you get him a pair of nice um um dry fit reaction khakis, then that'll be that'll be just as good as a ring for him, man, because this brother likes to squat and run laps with his khakis on to show his players. It's not it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. So man, look, at what point at what point is that joke at what point is that joke gonna get old, Josh? I just need to know at what point are we gonna just move past what you said? It never gets old when it's new to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get you Thank you, Josh, for that intel. I'm going to get about two or three pairs for him. I got it. No, see, Jarvis, don't you start this. Don't you, don't you, don't yeah, you join? He's about, he's about, he like, he likes to wear him fitted. So he's about a 28 28. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis, don't you start him, Jarvis. We, we, that, we, we. Oh, it's too late now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's uh before we before we get going off on the left uh on, on the tangent uh with uh, khaki shorts and working out in them and and you know what my friend Micah I appreciate you for never entertaining Josh let me say that I really really appreciate you no you know you're my dog coach English <laughs> yeah he's not entertaining you because he's on the other end holding his stomach laughing because he knows <laughs> he knows the truth so. Micah, I mean, Micah's, Micah's a nice guy. Only person Micah picks at is me, so it's all good. I'm, 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 I'm cool with that. All right, well, the question we have for all our guests when they come on is uh, a question we found on Twitter a few weeks ago. And, of course, we got to ask every guest from here on out. Uh, Jarvis, question. Uh, 
Billion dollars on the table. Okay. Billion dollars on the table. And you have to come up with a five from the NBA anywhere in history. The five you have to beat for that billion dollars is Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Shaquille O'Neal. What's your five and why? Hold on. I got to beat them. Yeah, man. You got to beat them for a billion dollars. Yeah, you got to beat them. You got to beat them. <laughs> all right. I'm going, first of all, I'm going Bill Russell. Okay. I, I'm going Will Chamberlain. Okay. I'm going, probably, <laughs> I'm going to go George Gervin. Okay. I'm probably going to hit up, uh, let's see. That's a good question. I, I'm, I'm running out now. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that's a rough one now. I'm, I'm almost stuck. Because you might as well stop because after you said Russell and Chamberlain, you did. I got to go back in history. I, I'm trying to get the, the biggest dogs I can think of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine Wilt Chamberlain holding LeBron on the perimeter? So it's <laughs> well, what's the matchup there with Bill? I don't know. I don't know. Matchup. It's tough. It's tough. It's 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 hard, man. It's a hard out. It's a hard okay. out. I told you guys. I tuned in. You guys a couple weeks ago. I got a team that's got a chance to beat them, but we'll talk about. No, Go tell ahead. me your team. You said that, and you ain't, and, and it's been three weeks now. What is your team? Yeah, for three weeks now. What's your, what's we don't have time to talk about it tonight, but I got a team. Oh. Basketball analytics wise, can beat them. Oh man! So you, so you gonna make us hold off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were supposed to talk about it last week, but we didn't. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Since you're gonna make us hold off, we'll hold off till next week. We'll hold off till next week. I, I got you. I got you. So let's go man, ahead. And let's shout out shout out so we can close let's out, start, man. Shout out. So we'll start with uh, our guest, Coach Jarvis. Go ahead, Coach. Um, I just want to shout out my whole West Florence community, man. For everybody uh, support me. I want to shout these legends that I'm on the phone with right now. I appreciate you guys having me on. I've enjoyed it. And I definitely want to shout out my family who supports everything that I do and make sure that I help other people's dreams come true. So that's my shout out. Coach Kurt. Yeah, no, I, I echo you, Coach uh, Coach Jarvis. Uh, I, I've been a fan of you since, since the day I met you. So it's definitely good to hear from you again and great to have you on the show. And I'm definitely um, wishing you the best of luck uh, this coming year because – you, you truly are one of the guys that that I look up to that uh that that, that is in coaching for the right reasons for sure and uh, and then and then other shout out is my guy Brian Summers one of our top listeners uh, former coach at Creighton Middle School now he's moved on and he's out in uh, in Arizona coaching there working there but he's one of our most loyal listeners he hits me up weekly about the show. Um, and so I appreciate your support. He's, uh, he's always hitting me up on other ideas and, and, and topics in, uh, in sports. So we definitely got to get him on the show. We can make it happen. I know he's on West coast time, but he's, uh, 
He's one of our best listeners. He's a great guy, great coach for sure. And so got to give him a shout out because I know he's going to be listening this week as well. No doubt. We got to get Coach Summers on the show. Yeah, um, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and give my shout outs, man. Um, you know, um, prayers to the um, the families of the Senegal in Pittsburgh who um, lost family members with the violent and senseless and hateful shooting that occurred um, um, over the weekend. And, um, you know, prayers to those families, man. I, I, it's, it's just... We got to we got to do something. We got we got to put more. You know, we just got to pray. It's tough. It's tough. And um, I'm not going to get in no political politics right now. But just prayers to those families. Well wishes. Um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm praying God pull y'all through that. Um, I'm gonna give a. I'm a. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get all out the norm a little bit, and I'm gonna give a shout out to one of my former players, Christian Brown. Man, um, he just transferred to Oak Hill. And, and, and I'm going to really wish him well and pray that this works out for him. A lot of times we forget that young people are kids because they might be, you know, big, they're athletic, and, and there's a lot of hype behind their name. But we forget that they're kids. We forget that they're, they're still discovering the things that we've been living with for years. So, I'm you know, I'm pulling for Christian. I'm praying that this Oak Hill thing works out great for him, which I believe it do. I think um, – Coach Coach Smith and his staff, and you know now he's turning to one of my friends, B, out there, the, one of the assistant coaches I met through, um, Micah. You know, I I I know they're going to get him right. I know they're going to push him, I, and I know this is going to be a good step in moving him back to where I know he can be, and I know what he really is. So, um, good luck to Christian man. I'll be praying for him that um everything goes well and. Shout out to our listeners. Shout out to Coach Summers, man. We really appreciate her, y'all. Shout out to Hannah Frierson. She always supports us on social media and gives us shares and retweets. So much love to Coach Frierson. And other than that, I think I think that's about it, man. Um, Coach E, what you got, Bubba? Uh, shouts out real quick to, um, you know, I echo everything uh, pretty much Josh just said. Um, you know, definitely shouts out to uh, Coach Summers, be fresh. Summers as he is on Twitter, my man, be fresh. Um, shouts out to Jarvis, man. Uh, you know, one of the best coaches I know. Um, uh, it, it's definitely cool when um, when you see your friend uh, make it back, you know, to where they want to be and really enjoy what they're doing probably more than they were before which is which is crazy because he loved jay so i mean for him to be really feeling more excited at, at west florence I'm, I'm excited to see what's to come for him in his future um there um shouts out to your family too um jarvis for you know being patient and taking a ride with you um your supporting cast and yes, sir. I, I did appreciate you. I did see you out on, on social media at your daughter's track meets. So kind of time off gave you some time to really, really get out. She won a state championship, didn't she? Yes, sir. Yeah, so shouts yes, out, sir. shouts oh, out to her. Uh definite shouts out to her and uh shouts out to your team. And I appreciate you, you know, I wish you much success um over there at West Florence and hopefully we can get back on the schedule next year cuz I don't know what happened this year but you know uh, uh uh we ended up off the schedule but hopefully we'll end up back on and uh 
you know, it, it just just very, 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 very happy for you, bro. Like seriously. Um I really and appreciate it, man. No I problem. Uh shouts out to Micah down there in, in Orlando, enjoying the warm weather that we're not. Um <laughs> <laughs> working on that in that beautiful weight room where they always get new equipment uh, <laughs> every day I see him opening a new box on, on social media so I don't know uh, what they got going on down there but um, shout yeah, out to you Mike. it's a different world down here yeah apparently <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently um and yeah and um yeah coach man Jarvis man thanks for being on I forgot to say that man Jarvis we really appreciate you being on Papa oh yeah definitely especially through the technical difficulties oh, the first half of the show and all that air you was riding with I don't know what you had going yeah. <laughs> all right, look, it ain't no telling man I, I got my little four cylinder beat up so you could have heard anything <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And uh, I appreciate y'all, man, from the bottom of my heart, for real. Oh, no doubt, man. Anytime, man. You can come on any. There's an open invitation, bro. You can come on anytime. Um, and uh, uh, to you, Josh, man. Shouts out to you and and, and your kids, man. I had an opportunity to, to uh, coach uh, Robert McCray Jr. and uh, Pat. Uh, what's Pat's last name? Um, Errol. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't pronounce it then either. Uh, but uh, you know, Pat went hard. It's not uh, your I'm, fault, dog. It's not yeah, your I, fault. I can't read. Uh, Pat went hard. Uh, I mean, he 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 played extremely hard. Uh, he went up against uh, PJ, and he went up against my kid Cesar, and and he went he went really really hard. He takes coaching well, so I think that's a testament to you, Josh. I remember when you first started with him. You know, I didn't see I didn't see this, but I should have known um, with the coach you are that this is what he would turn into. So um, it was definitely a pleasure um, being around him and and Robert McCray. You know what type of guard he is? Um, six foot one, six foot two, athletic, could shoot the outside shot, could put it on the floor, and he showed every bit of it this past weekend. So you guys are going to be a tough out. One of the teams I definitely do not want to see at all. Um, I even I even told you guys I said yo man I hope y'all have a great season and I hope you guys have great games except for if y'all play us I, I just want y'all to, to miss every shot like just every shot I don't you know um, but um, Josh uh, shouts out to you and the job you guys are doing because every time I see one of your kids there they're doing amazing things and that's a testament to you um and the job that you're doing over the ac floor so and then lastly well second to last shouts out to all the coaches out there that got started this week i know it's tough for those of us at football schools it's especially tough um but definitely i think one of the hardest jobs we have as coaches is actually cutting kids and josh you said it earlier um so for all those kids that are listening out there that have been cut um get back in the lab and, and continue to work um that's all i can tell you um when when coach says you know we got workouts come to workouts um when it's in the summertime and everybody can be there be there when it comes back around to the fall and it's time for them 20 days in between september 10th and october 24th be there you know just 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 grind 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 and 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 you'll see you you'll start to reap the benefits of the grind Lastly, shouts out to Defy Life. Shouts out to the podcast and 
we're going to go ahead and get out of here so as always you know that you can hit us up if you want to join the conversation send us uh send us some uh an email at the staley and english show that's the staley a n d english show at gmail.com uh send us your comments uh also don't forget we're on all podcast mediums um especially um itunes and iHeartRadio, and wherever you listen to your podcast you can catch us so as always from everybody here at the stallion and english show as always as always as always keep god first everything else to follow peace yes sir this is aj this is nate coming from the hartsville hoot radio podcast us along with our brother shaquez and trey come to you every week to talk about everything dealing with being a student athlete and being a part of the red fox basketball we are red, red foxes, foxes. You hear that? Listen closer. That, my friend, is the deafening sound of focus. It drowns out all the useless noise that can clutter the moment. Naysayers don't exist. Haters? Smaters? The peanut gallery? Who's that? When you're in your zone, all that noise and all that buzz is just elevator music. So, enjoy your journey, focus on your goal, and bask in the quiet roar that is progress. Because when it's your time to shoot that shot, Spit that verse or close that deal. The only voice that matters is yours. In fire life. <laughs>